Technically Speaking. Welcome to our Technically Untechnical Technology Talk, a Nywick Atlantic production. Hello, I'm Chelsea, the Nywick Atlantic Audiovisual Specialist, Social Media Manager, and the Family Expert in Cybersecurity. And I'm Alex, part of the Media Engagement Team, and I'm also the tech go-to person in my family to troubleshoot any issues. It does seem like the younger family members have to help when it comes to technology. Always. When my husband or my mom or anyone in my family is nervous that they're falling for maybe a scam on the internet, they want me to help look for those warnings signs in their email or on social media. You know what I'm talking about? Exactly. My mom gets those phishing emails all of the time and I have to remind her not to click on those links. All the time. I always feel like an expert until I start talking to one of the scientists or engineers here at the command. The talent we have here is so impressive and we have so much knowledge and that's what we're going to focus on in this episode cybersecurity. Coming up, we've got two great interviews that shed some light on the different cybersecurity work we do here at Nowick Atlantic. So get comfy, turn up that volume, and let's get started. Alex, cybersecurity is no simple topic here at Nowick Atlantic. It can include so much that we do. So to better explain a simplified overview of the cybersecurity capabilities we have, I recently spoke with Hank Osborne. He is the Senior Scientific Technology Manager for the Cybersecurity Test and Evaluation Competency. He's an important guy, and he manages the NYWIC Atlantic team of over 650 cybersecurity professionals. Wow, that's an amazing team of folks. Let's take a listen to what he says this large workforce is up to. So cybersecurity is a phrase that has become a huge umbrella, in a sense, for many capability, it seems, especially here at NYWIC Atlantic. Why is that? Well, we do a lot of things for a lot of different people, and the things that we do are fairly wide-ranging. And uh, some examples are we do things like uh, digital forensics, which is you know things like you would see on your standard crime scene investigation show, where we're digging, trying to find things to either support a defendant or a plaintiff. And some kind of legal action as an example. Uh, But we have, you know, folks that are doing things related to the risk management framework that falls under cybersecurity. Uh, We have a large number of employees working in that area, uh, helping folks get those authorities to operate, those ATOs. Uh, And there are a number of other disciplines. There's probably, um, you know, close to two dozen other disciplines that uh, our workforce falls under, under the umbrella of cybersecurity, and they vary widely. And who are some of those clients or those people that we're serving to make sure that we can deliver all these capabilities? Well, everybody from surface, subsurface, air in the fleet of the Navy, our Marine Corps uh, customers. And also we have some other key partners. Uh, One of our big ones from a cybersecurity perspective is the Defense Health Agency. We run their cybersecurity service provider, CSSP is the acronym for it. So it's the Secure Operations Center that watches all the networks, uh, looks for adversarial activity and investigates anomalies and responds to that and helps, you know, respond to any adversarial activity and recover systems whenever uh, something is found wrong on one of our networks or on one of our hosts in, inside the network, where it's, whether it's a server or a desktop or a laptop or a mobile device. So all those things are covered through that operational monitoring of that CSSP. And uh, a large portion of our cybersecurity workforce supports that mission uh, for DHA here at Nywick Atlantic. So in the end, why is it important for 
our workforce to provide all these capabilities to the Defense Health Agency, the Navy, the Marines? How is it helping them? Well, it's helping protect uh, the missions. We're trying to keep the things confidential or secret that we want to keep secret. We don't want folks getting their hands on things that they aren't, aren't authorized to access. We talk about integrity. We're talking about not having something modified uh, in a way that would uh, make it appear different than what we want it to. Say, for instance, a common operational picture map that uh, someone in the fleet might have that shows them where all the ships are around them in the ocean. We want that picture to be accurate. So we want to make sure the information that's feeding the bridge of a ship is accurate and that there aren't ships you know, appearing on the map that aren't there and there aren't ships uh, missing from the map that should be there because that can cause safety issues, loss of life, loss of platforms. Uh, and then when it becomes, when we talk about availability, we're talking literally what the word means. We want our information and our information systems to be there when they're needed. And some of them are very critical and they're needed all the time. You know, we have a, a pay system where all of the Navy's uh, pay or our personnel records are dealt with and that needs to be up all the time so that not only the navy personnel folks can get to it but also so that the sailors and the civilians can get access to it 24 7 so we might need an alternate processing facility another data center that we can fail over to in the event say we have a hurricane like we do quite often along the east coast in norfolk or in charleston right right we need to be able to fail over to an alternate processing location for those applications that are hosted in areas that are prone to national uh, natural disasters i found it really interesting when you mentioned about the ships and maybe a ship that isn't there might be there on the radar is that a capability our adversaries may have that we're working to make sure we're prepared for well the specifics of of what our adversary might be able to do and what they can't do i can't get into right (laughs) at this classification level right um but yes, we have systems that are dependent upon public information uh, that comes in. Uh, the technology is called AIS. So there's a maritime uh, information system. Every ship has to publish their flag, you know, what flag they're flying on the ship, what the displacement of the ship is, what their their origin and destination is. Uh, they have their current GPS coordinates, the speed they're moving at, the bearing that they're moving on. That comes in through a system called AIS. And our, while our ships may not produce that information because they're military ships, they certainly will consume it whenever they go into a congested harbor or a channel where they're you know, trying to traverse a, a very busy waterway. Right. That information is very critical to helping uh, our ships you know, safely navigate those waters where there's a lot of other ships in, in the area. So you guys are doing everything from ensuring information is correct for ships that may be around our fleet to making sure that our websites that have our pay information is protected. That's that's such a range. And it's very great. I, I love seeing what we can do here at NIWIC Atlantic and the capabilities we have is so vast. Can you kind of tell me um, a scenario of a cyber related capability that have enhanced the fleet? Another one that you guys have been working on? One that Nav War has been working on for a number of years is a technology called Shark Cage. And what that does is it helps instrument the ship's networks so that it can gather 
information that that might help detect adversaries either trying to gain access to the ship or maybe an adversary has uh, gotten onto a ship through insider threat or some other means uh, this technology will help detect the movement of that person electronically maybe between enclaves on a ship so this is a a sensing and analysis and collection capability uh, that nav war has developed in recent years and is uh, in the process of trying to get more broadly throughout the fleet uh, so that we can have a better cyber operational picture of the fleet as a whole to help keep our ships safe. I love it. And I love the name Shark Cage. Obviously, the Shark Cage protects the diver. And that's what this technology will do within our our uh, ships. Is that is that the idea? Yeah, yes. <laughs> Keeps us safe, but we, we can be among those who might want to eat us alive. Right. <laughs> love the name. Perfect. So what do you see for our cyber future here at the command? It's pretty well known that, you know, that we develop things that um, that might allow us to project cyber power against a nation. Right. So we have uh, more of that rising. Uh, and another area I think is on the horizon is our ability to help secure artificial intelligence and machine learning. There's a lot of concern around those technologies. And uh, I think there's going to be a lot of of maturing in that space. Um, hearing senior executives within the Navy ask actively for help in identifying the amount of cybersecurity that needs to be applied to that artificial intelligence and machine learning space. And it's very new to all of us, but it is also very important that we secure the data, the analysis, and the outcomes uh, of those processes. And for someone who may be looking to kind of get into a cybersecurity field, maybe with the government, maybe with NIWIC Atlantic, what um, advice might you have for someone like that? Just don't give up. Uh, there's a lot of tools out there on the internet. I play out on the internet and some of these tools myself to help keep me relevant with the technology. Pick what you think you're most interested in and uh, start looking for online training opportunities. I personally look for people who have put some of their own initiative and their own skin in the game for trying to learn something. You know, they're not just sitting around waiting on someone to pay for it for them. So if you're genuinely interested in it, there's plenty of free opportunities out there today to start to learn and move yourself in the direction of being a part of, uh, of a cybersecurity career field. It's one of the fastest growing career fields out there. And one thing that really makes NAWIC Atlantic unique or NAVOR in general is that the mission ultimately of, pl- of providing those cybersecurity skills someone might have it helps the warfighter. It helps protect this country. So if you're looking for that type of powerful incentive of why you do your job every day, we have that mission here at at this command. We absolutely do. I love what I do. And uh, a lot of our workforce does as well. I I share a passion for sharing this with the next generation through STEM activities. And that's another way that folks can sharpen their ability to apply cybersecurity is just volunteer. We're always looking for folks who are interested in uh, learning about and becoming a cybersecurity professional. I love hearing about all of the projects our cybersecurity competency is working on. So Hank also mentioned how important being involved in STEM is to grow your knowledge at a young age. 
And we're going to put some links to the Nyack Atlantic STEM opportunities, such as internships and events, in the description of this podcast. Speaking of STEM, one of the jobs that you can have in that field is cyber forensics, where you help recover data that has been lost or compromised. I interviewed Sean Brennan, the Nyack Atlantic Cyber Forensics Service Lead, and he talked about how they recover data and the ways they work with the cloud to help in that recovery process. Thank you for joining me, Sean. Please tell us a little bit about what cyber forensics is. Cyber forensics is what we do to be able to put all of the bits and pieces of evidence together within a, let's say, call a digital footprint. So if someone was using a government laptop inappropriately, all of the information we could collect to show what happened, who did it, and how would be cyber forensics. And that can span anywhere from networks to mobile devices, uh, laptops, any sort of technology that that person's interacted with, we can typically collect some sort of uh, digital forensics evidence from. And as part of NAWIC Atlantic, what is our role as a command in what you all do for the Navy or the Department of Defense? So we have kind of two different uh, support sides. We support both NYWIC LANT, so any internal investigations that need assistance for digital forensics work, uh, in addition to data recovery, and a lot of times those go hand in hand. If a laptop was damaged that we need to collect evidence from, we need to be able to recover that data first before we do an analysis on it. So we support the local command. Uh, We are also able to support uh, anyone within the Department of Defense community. So if there are any needs where they're needing to get evidence back quickly uh, or using electronic devices that are not particularly common to a lot of forensics work, uh, we have specializations looking at either embedded systems, looking at network storage devices, uh, a lot of technology that is not kind of your typical forensics. And when you talk about that footprint, is that to help in certain cases where somebody's damaged a device inadvertently or if there was some kind of fraudulent behavior with, with the technology? So some examples can be someone looking at inappropriate material on a government device. It can be sharing information to inappropriate sources. It can be things like uh, using government equipment for personal gain. So typically we're approached to collect and catalog and return the evidence that supports that particular question. Uh, We need to be able to know that what we've collected is true. We need to know that, for example, if it was a a laptop that may have not been under that person's control the whole time, we need to be able to show that they were in fact the person who did what we're saying they're doing and for that evidence to be able to stand up to a high level of scrutiny. And why is all of this important? Why do we need to have this cyber recovery team? Why, what's the impact that your team provides to the warfighter or uh, to the, the Navy or Department of Defense? So we're able to act extremely quickly and respond to a wide variety of data recovery and cyber forensics questions. It can be anyone from the warfighter side over to our local legal matters uh, where they're needing us to give them the evidence and the answers they need quickly to be able to move forward with their inquiry or mission. And we're able to work with a wide range of different types of hardware and systems that some other forensics outfits may not. Is there anything else that you would like to add? So one other thing is the cloud. 
um, all of the changes that have happened in IT across the whole command um, has, of course, impacted us as well. A lot of great new tools have come about that uh, help with forensics within the cloud, but there's still a lot of gaps there, and especially on mobile and some of the other areas where we're able to do forensics, we're able to support and help recover some of the transitions to the cloud. Projects who are moving large servers locally to the cloud may have lost some data along the way, may have had some challenges along the way. Uh, we can certainly help uh, recover and help move that as well. Cyber forensics is one of those jobs in the IT field that's really hands-on. You can learn how to disassemble and build software and equipment, but also have that cyber expertise as well. It's so impressive to see the range of capabilities here at Niwak Atlantic. You've got some IT professionals who are deep inside that cyber world, and then you've got jobs like cyber forensics, where you can kind of mix those um, talents that are more physical plus this cyber world. So I'm always impressed to see the opportunities we have at the command and the talent. We have so much talent here. So let's talk about some of the success that we've had from this talent. We recently produced two video features highlighting some of our cybersecurity capabilities. One is our red team. They're basically government paid hackers. Here's a clip. Red teamers are paid to act like they're a nation state actor who is trying to infiltrate the systems of, of another government or another military. Or hack into U.S. networks, DOD networks. And we're talking about, you know, everything from our IT capabilities all the way to our weapon systems that are on our ships and our aircraft and our submarines. Uh, we need to be able uh, to have those systems withstand any attacks that might come from our adversaries. The other video is on our cybersecurity service providers. Listen to this. The Niwak Atlantic CSSP has been providing services across the DOD for over a decade. And we started with one main subscriber, the Defense Health Agency. Links to the full videos are in the description. Our Niwak Atlantic team was recently featured in a local news segment called Military Heroes of the Month, where we showcased our on-demand manufacturing capabilities, vehicle integration, and electromagnetic testing. A link to the video will be in the description of this podcast. And to give ourselves a little pat on the back, we, as in this wonderful podcasting team, we recently won the Niwak Atlantic Hybrid Innovative Team of the Quarter Award. Woohoo! Congratulations to us. Now let's wrap up with our technical tidbit. Not really that technical. According to a recent 2023 survey, 93% of ransomware attacks attempted to destroy backup data. And if you actually back up your data, you could back up your backup, then protect the backup backup, as well as the original backup. Phew. <laughs> And to protect yourself, you can use two-factor authentication and you need to stay up to date on all your updates. We are coming to the end of this episode and as usual, follow the links in our description to check out our social medias under NAVWAR or any of the topics and features that we mentioned in this episode. Thanks for listening. If you have a tip or story that you think should be included in this podcast, please contact us at our public affairs email address, which is listed in the description. Naval Information Warfare Center Atlantic, also known as NIWIC, is the East Coast branch of the Naval Information Warfare Systems Command within the Department of the Navy. We develop a range of technologies that provide state-of-the-art capabilities to the United States military.